1025 It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard As the busy festive schedule picks up pace Celtic regain their 9 point lead with a 2-1 win at home to Livingston Michael Beale says he'll make 5 changes for Rangers trip to Ross County And after burst pipes and parts of the stadium underwater For Park set to host Motherwell and Kilmarnock tomorrow I'm Gordon Duncan Joining me tonight you have Gordon DL and Mark Wilson We've only been back a week, Gordon, since the World Cup But what action we have seen Started last week at this time with Rangers v Hibs And then we had the midweek games as well This time when we left on Tuesday Rangers had to face Aberdeen What a dramatic game that was And then over to last night, Celtic v Livy Looked like they were cruising All of a sudden pegged back In another controversial moment with VAR But no time to rest Games tomorrow, games Saturday What a time of the season it is yeah, game's coming thick and fast, Gordon. Uh, as Mark quite rightly said, there with the excitement on Tuesday night uh, with the late winner for Rangers at Pittori last night. First half, especially Celtic, won cruise control. And then second half, it wasn't as good. Postacoglu not too happy about it. But the most important thing for Celtic and their supporters, three points, keep that gap at nine. Looking forward to the weekend's fixtures. I mean, you must be loving it in particular because you were Mr. Anti-World Cup. You, yeah. more than anyone I know, was longing for the return of the Scottish Premiership. You've got your wish. Mm-hmm. You've got it in some style. Yeah, uh, exactly. Uh, it all kicked off last uh, Thursday night, Rangers and Hibs. The weekend was great, packed uh, full of action. Tuesday night, excitement at Pataudry. Last night as well. So I just think it's getting better and better. Keep it coming Friday night For Park Here singy, singy tonight With the uh, Andy Sentences Did you, uh, did you like you? The festive period As a player Mark Wilson No I hated I it No 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 But well the Festive periods Time for family And kids And see when you had A game on Boxing Day And you had to go away um, On Christmas Day And stay away uh, I wasn't great I always used to think I can't wait till I retire Till I can sit And get the feet up But we'll be in here On Boxing Day So it's no, exactly the same No we won't Yes we will Him and I will be Just you've not been, you've not been you've asked You've not been invited <laughs> Alright okay I'm quite happy with it's that It's a Monday of course it's Anyway 0141 Come on down Put your point across to Mark Wilson And Gordon DL It's taking on the same format every night at the moment Because we're either looking back on a big Premiership match Like the one between Celtic and Livingston last night or we're previewing a big Premiership match like the ones between Ross County and Rangers tomorrow and, of course, Motherwell and Kilmarnock. So what's on your mind then? Celtic fans, 2-1 on the scoreboard. Looks like a close game. Was it? Should Celtic have won by more? Ange Postacoglu was unhappy with specific parts of the attacking. Do you agree with that? What what needs to change? What needs to click? There was, of course, that Abada had the ball uh, in the net, was ruled out for offside. How do you look back on that incident? And then Rangers fans, when we turn our attentions to tomorrow, uh, what are you thinking? Because there was a lot of negativity last night about the performance uh, up at Pataudry. Does that concern you, going to Dingwall? Or does digging out these victories give you a bit more optimism? Michael Beale's been running through some injuries, some personnel issues. He says he'll make five changes um, quite interesting. A manager, you know, says that in advance. He'll make five changes for the trip to Ross County. Uh, so, what do you think they will look like? Uh, he was also asked if he would be 
looking to sign a new goalkeeper in January uh, after some debate about Alan McGregor and the answer to that was no so I wonder what you make of that 0141-951-1025 it is just constant though isn't it Mark Wilson it's constant big games it's all good yeah um, and obviously because of the World Cup we, we had to cram these games in before Christmas but I, I think the supporters enjoy it I think a lot of supporters out there will be like the man to my left to maybe enjoyed the World Cup but their bread and butter is your domestic league and when you see some of the games that we've seen within the week I mean go back to Ibrox last week Rangers v Hibs fantastic game of football with goals in it the weekend's fixtures were entertaining as well and then this midweek again has been absolutely terrific last night watching the Celtic game they looked in good shape in that first half and like no problems at all and then all of a sudden it gets thrown up in the air a wee bit and it's not as comfortable as everyone once thought so the drama keeps coming and you wouldn't put it past Ross County v Rangers tomorrow to be exactly the same and there's other teams you've got to take into consideration itching to get the, the season up and running again yeah. tomorrow night for Park obviously they had problems last week with the flooding had to, to you know cancel the game Gordon um, they'll be desperate to get a home game I'm looking forward to that I'll be there as usual um, and then you've got the weekend and as I say Rangers up at Dingwall Life football, like good football. Why don't you just go to Dingwall instead to do a bit of research? Because I'm a, for a the mother show. through and through. Yeah. Okay. Uh, 01419511025. Let's go. Tommy is a Celtic fan from Coat Bridge to kick things off tonight. Tommy, what's on your mind? Good evening, gents. Hello. Uh, my, my, I've got a couple of wee points. It was I want the, your opinion on the goal last night at Barra scored. What's your opinion on that? Mark Wilson, do you want to go first? My opinion, uh, assuming he doesn't want my opinion. Uh, yeah, okay. Listen, when I saw it, I think it was like a lot of people that I thought, you know, to the naked eye, right away, I'm thinking, well, the defenders try to head that back or get something on it. Abada has has was offside, but then he should come alive and and play. So I'm thinking, why was that ruled offside? Now, further than that, you hear some of the the laws and the changes that have happened within the game recently and. You need to take their word for it. I think that's where a lot of the confusion is. A lot of fans are, mm. even the managers, I don't think. Well, to be fair, you don't need to take anyone's word for it because in this specific incident, there is a judgment call to be made by, by the referee. There is there is an element yeah. of subjectivity um, based around if the Livingston player commits a, a deliberate play or not. The objective bit is, is a bad in an offside position? Well, of, of course he is. Yes. That, that's the objective yeah. bit. You either are or you aren't. And this doesn't come around too often. Um, but last night, for instance, the ref then has to decide, does the Livingston player make a, a deliberate play for a bit of background, right? To send everyone to sleep. This The guidance on this was tweaked in July by IFAB. You know, not, not, this is not a Scottish football thing. You'll see this at all, at all levels of the game. And in fact, you, you'll see, I'm sure many of you remember... Uh, Griezmann's goal against Tunisia yeah. that just got ruled out of the World yep. Cup fairly similar I would fairly say similar, yeah. um, so this got tweaked in July this maybe tells you how rare it is because I don't we've not argued about one of these have we since July unless, no, unless I've I forgotten so. about it so it was tweaked in July and all centres around deliberate play so I've heard a lot of weird and wonderful arguments here it's not really got anything to do with a bad of putting anyone off it's, yeah. it's nothing to do with that it all basically boils down to is the Livingston defender 
in control is he in control of what he's doing is he deliberately playing it he's not he's not stretching he's he's set he, he can see the ball is he is he in control and is he deliberately playing it if he is then a badder's goal should stand and if he's not a badder's goal cannot stand the referee has then gone over to the monitor because it's a subjective decision at that point and that's what you do you don't go for your bread and butter offside but if there's a subjective call to be made he goes to the monitor and he has decided that the Livingston player didn't deliberately play it in the sense that he wasn't in control. That's, that's what I have with to disagree that. with yeah. that because looking at it, and I looked at it a number of times, I thought the Livingston player was in control and I thought the goal should have stood. But the confusion, I think, from everyone is you've just described it brilliantly of why the referee was called over. It wasn't to do mm-hmm. with the offside or a badder putting them off. It was to do with the defender, how yeah. in control he was, and I disagree with the referee. Yeah. I thought he was in control. Yeah, I've seen a lot of this. Why is the ref gone to the monitor? He's not <laughs> meant to go and check for offside. He's not checking for the offside in the sense of is a bad at on or off. He's checking for his opinion. Is there a yeah. deliberate play from the Livingston player? And this is the bit we can debate because Mark thinks that he was in control and that goal should yeah. have stood. And I, I've got a funny feeling you might agree. Yeah, at the time. And, and like Mark, I've watched it a few times even before I come on the show tonight and there's nothing there that's changing my mind, right? Uh, obviously, the referees went over and made that judgment call. Gordon, it's his um, it's his decision. But I, I thought that goal should have stood. I've got to be honest with you, when I watched it, a little bit like the rest of the people, you're thinking, hold on a minute, what's the rules? And there's so many changes. Well, and what's a, that guidance is new. At the yeah. back, I don't know if anyone remembers this, but Kylian Mbappe scored a very controversial goal for France. Was that the Nations League final so, or something, yeah. or semi-final? And it was a bit like that, where a defender deflected the ball into his path. He went and scored. It was very controversial. And on the back of that, IFAB tweaked that thing in the summer. Um, but... Still, loads of people last night are watching that and saying, "Well, I don't think that was deliberate." I don't, you know, I think that goal. Oh, sorry, I think it was deliberate, and therefore the goal should have stood. What, what was your take on it, Tommy? I thought it was a goal. My understanding of the rules is a goal. But the problem I have with it is this is happened to Celtic. It's happened to other teams. We decisions happen with penalties. I've seen other penalties that have been given a number of penalties. What happens to the referees? So these, these, this boy's made this decision last night. Whether he's right or wrong, I, I'm, maybe that's a bad example. Probably a better example was Matt, Matt O'Reilly at Celtic Park. These referees are making these decisions and nothing happens to them. Yeah, I think these. I think you're right. And to be fair, Tommy actually acknowledges that. So, you know, well, what happens to the referees? Well, here's, here's the bit. What if the referees don't think that was a mistake last night? Because based yeah. on their interpretation of this deliberate play... They might all be sitting going, good, right call. You're not going to get punished for that then, are you? So that's the point. If it's so subjective and people are split on it, then, in fact, you know, how are refs going to get punished for that if they don't even think it's a mistake? Well, it'd be interesting to see what the the majority of people think about that. Now, we've only got opinions of Tommy, me and Daz here, who looked at that separately and have come up to the same conclusion now. I'd guess that the majority of Celtic fans would say the same. But if the referees are thinking that that player was out of control, then I think we we do have a bigger problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, now, I'm the one that says, oh, you should have an ex-player in the VAR room. I've never been one that championed that. But 
See when you think of situations like this There's got to be some merit to have played the game Known where it's in control yeah. The ball's in control And when you're not in control It's such a it, I'm breaking one of my own rules here Because mm. see when people do this on the phone I always say oh, but you, can, you can't compare incidents Because every incident's different See for anyone who just wants to understand How much of a a grey area this specific part of offside can be see the next time we go to a break don't turn us off but next time we go to a break get on YouTube Twitter whatever type in Griezmann offside Tunisia I'm talking three weeks ago at the World Cup and it's similar the ball comes into the box the Tunisia defender backtracks he stretches he heads it and then Griezmann fires it into the net but the goal gets ruled out now the Tunisia player in inverted commas Clearly deliberately plays it He's watched mm-hmm. it the full way He's backtracked He's tried to header it But on that occasion The refereeing team decide that Well he's stretching You know he's backtracking He's stretching So he's not in full control And that that's where it becomes Very very grey Yeah Greyer um, than your hair yeah, oh, 100% um, But as, as much as Mark and I think Yeah It should have been a goal And, and Tommy And probably a lot of Celtic supporters that doesn't mean that we're correct because the referee mm. has went over to the monitor and he's made a judgment call. So the referee could stand there by where mm. Mark is and put a case up and say, well, I've made the right uh, decision. Yeah. It's a judgment call. But how does he know what's in control? The tr- let's take the France Wait, and Tunisia oh, right? I'm going to tell you, right? There's a, there's a, there's, there are criteria. Really? That there's okay. a checklist. Before I read who's, these Who's compiled that checklist? IFAB this is, right. this is, These things are written It's not us We don't yeah. just randomly come up with it um, What I'm about to want I don't think this is going to change your mind And I'm not trying to I think if anything This will strengthen <laughs> Your opinion So when you're When a ref's trying to find out If a, a player was in control of the ball And as a result del- Deliberately played it The questions are asking Did the ball travel from a distance? Did the player have a clear view of it? Yes Okay, so it's already not looking good for the refereeing decision (laughs) in your mind. The ball was not moving quickly. No. Right? The direction Mm. of the ball was not unexpected. No. (laughs) Uh, The player had time to coordinate their body movement, i.e. it was not a case of instinctive stretching or jumping or a movement that achieved limited (laughs) contact. He he did. Right? So uh, the only thing it does say is a ball moving on the ground is easier to play than the ball being... Uh, in the air yeah. So this one was in the air But based on all that You actually think that yes, That clears it up cue. Yeah okay. I, It does Now what I would say is it's, it's difficult for the referee To have all that in his mind When he's going to look at the monitor But I think it was a pretty Pretty simple one And I, I think the France mm. and Tunisia one Was pretty simple as well And yet that France one Goes the same way as Abadas yeah, yeah. And it's at the World Cup yeah. A couple of weeks ago Yeah Um I don't know how we get that better. I really don't. I know Tommy's saying what happens to these referees. I kind of made that point a couple of weeks ago, but you've argued probably correctly that you start banning the referees. Mm. Where does it get? Tommy's admitted that right. last night's not a good example of banning a yeah. ref because he cited the Matt Riley one no, yeah, as well. That's so, a hugely grey area. See, see when you, you, you're talking about the Griezmann one there about the Tunisia defender, if you look at the Livingston defender last night, as he goes to, he slips. Right, so I don't know if the referee... Does he or does he just make a backside of it? I, th- I think he sort of a slip's gone. Mm. Um, and I think that's where it swayed the referee. I really do. Now, Possibly. I looked at it and I I've, I've ke- I keep looking at it and looking at it and think, right, okay. But he'll probably put that down and, and if you asked him the question, he would turn around and say, by the letter of the law, in his mind, after looking at it in the monitor, he thought that was offside. Now, I keep going back to it. But 
But based Ma- on see all, all that criteria I just read, Mark mm. saying that he feels like the ball it comes straight line, it, it travels fairly slow, the, the player can see it coming. You not you not recognising all that stuff. Yeah, look, I, I'm on the I'm on the side of the Celtic supporters here tonight. I th- I thought it was a goal, uh, but I can flip the coin and see the fact that a referee, a qualified referee who's refereed more games than any of us standing here, that knows the rules. Still the point. Oh, no, is no, it? No, still going to no, argue. I'm defending them. Knows the rules inside out. Also had the opportunity to take a deep breath, run over to the monitor, which mm. is quite right to do, and he made the judgment call. On that decision So I think if you get referees in here To say Here's our argument It's it's a 50-50 yeah. for me uh, Let's bring in Robert Thank you to Tommy for kicking us off Roberts and Craig End What was your view on it Robert? On the A bad thing I've not really got a comment Because everything's come through clearly And I'm, I'm not getting into that debate Fair enough but My debate is From the start of the league After the World Cup We watched Aberdeen Who had like 10 men behind the ball couldn't break out or f- afraid to play against us and I seen the same thing in Livingston last night so I was at the game so I'm thinking this going forward how are we going to play football like this if we can't play football what's the point of actually playing understand what I'm saying yeah um, so basically not happy with the opposition's tactics I'm no but as I say they're professional footballers to play football if you want to come out and kill her I said do it, but look at Celtic in the Champions League. Fair enough, we didn't do well, but we still went out and we took the game to the teams mm. as professionals. Yeah. Mark, we hear this sort of stuff, you know, quite often. Mm. In fact, we we had it with Aberdeen at the weekend, as Robert yeah. mentions. We get this a lot. Do, do you? D- no, disagree with Robert. Um, having been there with a club like Dundee United and known the gap between our players and say Celtic's players when we went there with Larson and Sutton and Hartson, I mean the chasm was huge. So we had to try and play to our strengths and try and disrupt them and it's exactly the same for Livingston and for Aberdeen and whoever else goes to Celtic Park that they need to try and frustrate. Having said that, by the way, I thought Celtic... I, I thought Livy were very poor in the first half but I thought Celtic were, were good. I thought they moved the ball well. Um, I thought they got in behind. I thought they created chances. Um, they just didn't take as many as they would have liked. So I don't think it stopped Celtic playing at all last night. I think Livy tried a plan. There's nothing wrong with that. We'll, we'll say the same old thing again. David Martindale and Livy aren't there to entertain Celtic fans. They aren't there to play expansive so Celtic can wallop them for six. Where does that get David Martindale? Where does it get the Livy players going into their next game? Robert? I'm saying as a football fan, it is disappointing. But you're you look at every league in the world. Football. Every league in the world, Robert, when they come up, any team in the German league, the Spanish, the maybe revert to similar tactics to stop better I don't know about that because I just it seems like a, a very big generalisation but what, what do you what do you make of Robert's point he's talking about nah. as a football fan no nah, nah, listen as a Celtic fan who he wants to see bags of goals and plenty of entertainment I, I totally agree with him but if you're a living now I've played in the same as Mark I've played with teams going to for instance, Celtic or well, I remember, I'll go back to, I played against Liverpool when they won the European Cup and they had one of the best teams I've ever seen. As much as I wanted to go and entertain Rangers fans and get on the ball and show what I could do, I was up against players that were too good and they were far better. Now, Celtic are far better than Livingston. So you've got to go with a game plan that keeps you in the game. And see if you look at it and you're a Livingston fan. 
you actually applaud your team last night for the way that they kept their cell in the team and could easily look they didn't deserve anything but they could have had a, a little bit of luck at the end and walked away with a 2-2 two, two. so as much as Robert's looking at it yeah I'm a Celtic fan I want to entertain I want to see my team doing X, Y and Z Um as a Livingston fan, I'd have been very happy mm. and very proud of my team last night. Uh, you'll have to agree to disagree, Robert. So one four one nine five one one zero two five. Keep the calls coming. We'll get you on if we can next. Merry Christmas from Clyde One Super Scoreboard. We'd be lucky to get one wise man. Gordon DL, Mark Wilson both here both looking back on the big game at Celtic Park last night of course we'll look forward to Ross County Rangers Motherwell Marmock as the show progresses uh, so get your calls in that's what Hammy and Preston's done how's it going Hammy? I'm alright, how are you? Good, good, good what's your point tonight? My point is tonight I think uh, we're looking at last night's um, decision from slightly the wrong angle here mm-hmm. um, now from VAR as far as I'm concerned or as far as I'm ready to believe VAR is actually just, it's only there for clear and obvious errors. Okay. The on-field decision last night was quite clearly the goal was given. Um, obviously, it's went up for a bar of being offside. Now, like you say, there's no, there's no argument it's an offside position. So then the question would be, is it a clear and obvious error that the, uh, the, on-field, uh, the, the, the on-field officials have made? I would suggest it wasn't. Um, it was taken two VR officials in the, in the, in the control room, plus, plus a referee. Mm-hmm. I would suggest that wasn't a clear and obvious error. Just want to get your points on that. <sighs> I know, I know what you mean I, I'm not sure this particular one is about really clear and obvious though Hammy I know that in fact let's be honest it's the most annoying phrase ever that got lumped in with VAR because what is clear and obvious to you might not be clear and obvious to me or whatever but, but I don't think this is because as you say basically Abad is in an offside position no one would argue that was never, a, never an issue now, the, the on-field linesman has, obviously hasn't raised his flag I know that but but but, 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 that, but that, that is quite that is quite because that's that's impo- I'm not saying it's impossible, but it's those things are a bit tougher maybe to check in real time. You know, these things tend to be flagged up by VAR, don't they? And I don't think when they they are analysing, as we said earlier, the deliberate play. So I don't think they're looking for a clear and obvious error. They're just trying to establish whether it was deliberate or not. And by the way, Mark Wilson disagrees with you. Gordon, De- eh, Mark Wilson agrees with you. Gordon agrees with you, and they both think the goal should have stood. So we're not even arguing that point. But just I. I I don't think getting bogged down and clear and obvious is appropriate for this particular incident. Yeah, I mean, what I'm saying is, I mean, the, uh, I mean, the, the, the on-field decision uh, is to stand unless it's apart, apart from an offside. You know, we know that it's offside. That's yeah. why they draw the wee lines and stuff. And, and you know, it's probably the most difficult one to, to call. However, it was called uh, onside by the field on, on the field official. The, the on-field official sort of called it onside. Therefore. Um, no, we, we, there's no, there's no argument. He's in an offside position. So then, then, mm-hmm. then the question is, did the Livingston player go for a ball? Yeah. Uh, if he went for a ball and, and he made an attempt for a ball, uh, a player attempt for a ball, then that would where it come into the clear and obvious error. It wouldn't come into the offside decision because he was well mm-hmm. offside. It wasn't even close. Well, listen, I, I, it's the same point you made at the start. I, I've only got the same answer. I don't think they are required to worry about whether that was clear and obvious. So I, I may be wrong, and you may disagree. I, I don't have another way of of explaining that. I tried it. First no. thing, no, like this one, I think entirely comes down to the referee and what he understands the rules to be, what he understood the situation to be. It looked like he had a good view of it, but then that's where my uh, I'm trying to think how 
he had a good view and he still thought that that mm. Livingston player was out of control it's and got, I know you, you read yeah. the list how he came up with that yeah. is beyond me as Gordon says because all we can do until we get the chance to phone refs up is, mm. is sort of second guess is it that is it that sort of stumble by the Livingston defender I, I don't, is that the bit is I that think, the bit I, that, I that, think that, that's 100% is that the bit that makes you think that yeah. it's not in control therefore it's not deliberate and, and therefore the goal has to be yeah. ruled out yeah I think is that's that enough though given all those other criteria that I read out I, I keep going back to it for me no right right. so I'm sticking by my guns but for a referee with experience who's had time to just calm everything down go over and look at that for him yes and he's the one that makes a decision on it. We brought VAR in and everybody was shouting from the roofs in this studio as well. It'll help the game. It'll help the referees. It'll be brilliant. Mm-hmm. My God, it's been an absolute nightmare. Surely the next, the next stage of VAR is like going along the rugby route. To hear the conversations yeah. might just help. Yeah. If we hear that referee saying, you know what, I've looked at mm-hmm. it. I think he stumbles. I think he's out of control at that point. Go disallowed. Yeah. Would be saying at least we know mm. what he thinks. Sure, but again, this is more of a this is VAR, and I know there's been some examples. Have I seen that in Australia? And you sometimes see it, and the clips go and they go viral. But that just doesn't happen in football. So that's very little to to do with us. I mean, we could be trailblazers, I suppose. Yeah. Scottish football could could introduce it That'd regularly. You know, we've just watched the World Cup. We all watched the Champions League. You don't get that. You don't yeah. get the explanation, and that's why for a lot of people. They never wanted VAR in the first place. Yeah, because the decisions aren't being explained to them. I feel, I, I do feel a bit for the punter in the stadium where, where they don't see any information, don't hear any information. Just they're they're sitting there bewildered at times. If I was sitting there at Celtic Park and I, I wasn't in the press, but where we had access to screens, you'd be sitting going, "What's mm-hmm. what's went on there?" And again, that that is it. Let's go back five years. Then this was the problem. With VAR Not Scottish football's Implementation of VAR This was Is it going to ruin The supporter experience I'll keep repeating it We've just watched The World Cup At best It flashes up on the screen Possible offside It does not say Possible offside (laughs) Because the ref Is going to try and establish Whether the Livingston (laughs) defender Deliberately played the ball You just don't get that Uh, I I know And and that's what I mean I wonder (laughs) Not just in your game Gordon I wonder if it Ever will move on You know I'm talking years Down the line because I you think, think it's only uh, the natural progression, I surely. Th- I think the biggest problem is, and, and you said it earlier, Mark, and it's not just, I'm not saying about supporters, but pundits, managers, coaches, mm-hmm. players, a lot of people mm-hmm. don't really understand the nitty gritty right down to the final yeah. detail and what, what, of the rules. Can you find out, though? I mean, like I said, like one was, I can't remember if it was Ange Postacoglu or David Martindale last night saying. I didn't know they went off. I didn't know they went to check the monitor yeah. if it was offside. Well, you do. You do in this instance. Mm-hmm. You don't have to agree with the decision. Mark doesn't agree. Gordon doesn't agree. But in terms of the ref going to the monitor last night, was a hundred percent what's meant to happen because he has to subjectively decide whether there was. And I like this. I've had a tweet here from. Um, where is it? John Witherspoon. So I've just checked myself. Gordon, can you please stop using the term "play" to describe a move in the game? This ain't the US of A. <laughs> John, I'm I'm sorry, I'm, I'm I'm just reading it directly from the iFab website. Soccer, I don't know if they call it that. People but, um, get annoyed at this. I think you might be a bit. You know what? Cheek. I, I, I sympathise with the refs as well because see when they're training for VAR and when they run through these things. I was at the O room. I seen some of the training with the assistant referee. This couldn't have come up too often. Situations right, like I, this. I'll, I'll be honest. I'll tell you a, a very boring anecdote quickly. 
the Scottish FA will often have media along to just to explain things so that we can then explain it to listeners or readers or whatever. And at the start of the season, we went along and Crawford Allen and some of the refs were there and the first thing they spoke about was the changes to the guidelines for deliberate play. Sorry to the tweeter there. Winner spin's not happening. And this famous quote was used. In fact, it wasn't even at the start of the season. It wasn't that long ago. It was when VAR was getting introduced, sorry. And the quote was... This was brought in in July And we've not even spoken about it yet So it just shows you It hardly ever happens mm. And then, obviously It was it was bound to at some point Let's get Mark and Cumbernauld's take on it What do you think, Mark? Uh, evening, gents How are you all doing? Good, good How are you? Uh, not too bad um, So I was at the game last night I was just listening to you Talking there I was actually glad you, you pointed that out The offside thing You know, earlier on Because everybody in the game last night and I sit behind the goals that the Celtic scored um, were scratching their head and then more than scratching their head to be honest there's a lot of expletives flowing at the referee <laughs> and then um, I've got a couple of wee points and just, the, the first one is um, I think VAR as a, works as a system I think it works uh, perfectly I don't think there's anything wrong with it uh, I think it's how it's used in Scotland in Scottish football especially um, it's the inconsistencies within the referees and everybody's human. These guys aren't even professional. They're not even they are professional, but they're not full time. So how can we expect um, a system which is pretty much the top? Everybody's using it to work properly. If the guys that are running it only full time, they only full time the job as amateurs. If you, I said this to the producer, I, I don't know if it sounds right or not, but if you imagine the Ferrari Formula One team being run by uh, and their pit crew being run by Quickfit. For a season, that's what Scottish football is like. No offence to any quick yeah. fit employees. So if you don't listening. get any quicker in the fit. <laughs> oh, you don't get your tired teams that quick fit, my. You don't get quicker in the. <laughs> <laughs> See, but we just watched the World Cup. Yeah, Mark, we watched the World Cup with the best referees, the best VR um, operators, thirty odd cameras per game or whatever. I mean, lines drawn everywhere, and there was games I looked at and couldn't figure it. Why? Well, we just talked about the France Tunisia one, and I still can't believe that that wasn't given for Griezmann's goal. So I don't think it's just our referees because they're part time. I don't think that argument's what, what do you up. What do you think about that, Mark? Because it's obviously a relevant comparison now, and I, I feel a little bit like Mark Wilson because we've become immersed in VAR and obsessed with it. I kind of expected to watch the World Cup and I kind of expected to think, ah, this is how it's done. Look how slick this is. Or they get everything right and nothing's left to um, the imagination and fans are always informed. I don't know how much you watched of the World Cup, Mark, but I just didn't feel it was like that. I didn't even know, I didn't even feel like it was any different apart from the, the sort of automated offsides. I felt like it was every bit as frustrating as it is here. Oh, no, I, I, I do agree with you. Um, and I, I, by the way, I'm not having a go at the ref for, for calling it offside last night um, at all, really. You know, I don't think the decision changed uh, Celtics winning the game or not. I don't think Celtic were at the race at all last night, and I, um, even though they won, and I always thought they were going to win the game. I thought the offside goal was a bit annoying, but anybody really. Um, I, no, I watched the World Cup as well, and there were some absolutely ludicrous calls there. Um, so maybe I, was, you know, maybe I was a bit off saying that they're part-time, but it's, it's, the more, it's more the consistency... And it's not about just about Celtic and Rangers. It's not really. It's consistency throughout the Scottish Premier League. Some of the decisions that have been given against some of the ones that exactly the same that weren't given. Uh, guys getting penalties. Guys no getting penalties. Sendings off, etc. You know, I just think 
um, VAR is a great system, and but I also think it's been, well, we say it's been rushed, but they've, they've known about it for the last 12 months. But the, the time it takes for these guys to make a decision, you know, I understand it's the referee's judgment and the offside thing, it's his judgment, he decides at the end of the day, but the time it took for them to, to come to that yeah. decision is unbelievable, you know, amount of time, really. Again, Gordon, I think part of the, the frustration, you can sense the frustration because when there's a specific incident, we then sort of bring to the fore all of our other frustrations. And yeah. I, don't bl- I, don't, I don't blame Mark for that. You know, Mark's talking about consistencies and all that stuff. Whereas, of course, last night, it's got nothing to do with consistency because as we've spent the last 38 minutes talking, we've not had one of these yet this season. Mm-hmm. So forget saying they got this and they... Because last night, we have not seen one like that yet. So it's nothing to do with inconsistencies, but that doesn't mean you need to agree with the decision. And in fact, you two yeah. uh, certainly. I, don't. I think I think because we've not had it before, I don't think a lot of people really understood it. And Mark was saying there, I bet you Mark was sitting in that stadium round about all oh, Celtic mm-hmm. supporters, and everyone had a different opinion. For instance, Abada was uh, interfering with the defender, then put him off, and and whatever. It's not in the rules. Uh, the referee. I mean, listen, had Abada. Gone and challenged the yeah. Levy defender for the ball, put contact on him, try to win the ball. Then you would have paid more attention to what Abada yeah. did. But specifically yeah. last night, like I said, you're only really asked to analyse: Does the Levy defender deliberately and I always mm-hmm. put that in quotation marks play the ball? Is he in control, etc.? You and do think he was? Yeah, and also we hear, and I, I totally agree with Matt. If I was sitting at a cold stadium and I was waiting for. You know, a few minutes for a decision to make because guaranteed everybody's going. Well, how's it taking them so long? They've got so many. You know, they've got the people in the booth. They've got the referee over at monitor make the decision. Is it offside or it's not offside? But we go back to people were saying at the beginning. It doesn't matter if it takes a little bit extra time as long as we get the right decision. Now we don't think it was the right decision, <laughs> but that's the whole point. You're you're right, and my right, and Mark's you know, might, yeah. might be might be different. Um, it's an interesting one, Mark, because, like I said, these are these are rare. We might even go through the rest of the season without really having one that's close to this. Um, I, I did say at the last break, I'm astonished at how close. It's not identical because nothing is, but that Griezmann one from three weeks ago. Just do yeah. do yourself a favour if if you can't remember it, go and look at that because football has got itself with the guidance that's been issued there in July in a bit of a. A sticky spot with that one because it's hugely debatable. Yeah, uh, and that's what worries me. The referees who are put in charge of our game. Uh, I'm not just talking about Scott. I'm talking about that one as well. We we chat about biomechanics, we hand balls, and where the but we the, try not to. to uh, uh, well, where the hand should be, what's natural, what's not, right? And that's that's debatable sometimes, and that goes on forever. But instances like that. I think it's quite clear to see when a player's in control and when they're not out of con- uh, when they're not in control. And those two incidences, and we'll, we'll chat about last night's, it was just so obvious that the player knew what he was doing. He had plenty of time to get contact. The ball came from a distance. Mm-hmm. Wasn't he travelling at speed? All those points you read out. You know, how does the referee mm-hmm. get to that decision? <laughs> when you look at that checklist. It- it confirms that it confirms it should have stood. Unless it's, that's the thing. The all you can do is second guess, isn't it? You're, you're trying to get in there. As Gordon says, maybe it's that stumble. Maybe it's that sort of. But to, to a lot of people, that's just a guy who was in control but made a mess of yes. it. Yes, yeah, and 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 that's part mm-hmm. of football. And 
referees the referee will... never seen it like that, Mark. So, but uh, that's what I'm getting at. Yeah. How how can he not see it? No. Again, I'll go because back to that's, that's his judgment call. It's as simple as that. He's made the call different from you and I. I've spoken to one or two uh, referees about the situation. And they keep going back to it and saying, yeah, totally understand the frustration, but by the letter of the law, the referee mm. got it correct. So as much as we are standing here... The decision last night, you spoke to referees. I've spoken to one or two. So you're wearing that black top. I've got, a few, I've got a few contacts. So why you've got a whistle around your neck. Yeah, yeah. And I've, I've got the cards <laughs> out and everything. I'm not, look, I'm not, here, I'm not here to stick up for the referees. referees like mm-hmm. but, but you've got to be fair. You can't just because you think something right, that's it. Black and white is right. I've made that opinion. Yeah. But some things are black and white. No, no that's the no, thing. Hold on, I'm not saying that's black and white, but some things are black and white. This is what we're talking about. see, for what it's worth, I also checked in with an, a qualified official right yeah. last night who said that was the right decision. Now, nobody, nobody tunes into the show to hear what I think, to hear what you two think. But for what it's worth, see when I read that criteria... I still you disagree I, with I, it. I feel like based on that, I feel like that goal probably has to stand. Mm. Yet there's a there's a ref, there's a VAR, and there's a ref that I spoke to today who says it is right. So that that sums up where let we're me, at. Let mm. me put you ease. There's absolutely nothing wrong with you having that opinion. We have got the same opinion. So is a lot of Celtic supporters, probably every one of them. But the referee decided. I've not got that opinion. It's his opinion that matters. We have to move on. <laughs> see, if, see if we see it again <laughs> or something similar. You can bet the defender will say, by the way, ref, I wasn't in control there. I had no idea what I was doing. And then how how can he award the goal? So, I think I definitely think it's a stumble that, that, that changes the mindset of the referee. I really do. <laughs> Okay, uh, thank you, Marco. One four one nine five one one zero two five. Oh, by the way, if you want to talk about the actual like footballing performance, um, and you know, like the goals that were scored, the chances created, that sort of stuff, please feel free. We'll try and get you on next. Oh, come, all ye faithful, and hope your team is joyful and triumphant. Merry Christmas from Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Mark Wilson and Gordon DL are here. Gordon DL's just made a deliberate play for the Christmas biscuits that were in the studio. You should see the speed at which he moved. Definitely in control uh, when he reached out for his fifth of the evening, let me tell you. Uh, let's hear a bit from Ange Postacoglu, shall we? He was um, a bit frustrated, I think, at certain parts of uh, last night. He says the fact the players weren't attacking the six-yard box enough last night was unacceptable. Uh, he says they should have scored a few more goals because it is something that they work on all the time. What did you notice about um, and uh, about Celtic's performance last night, Mark? Well, the first half in particular, I thought I thought they were very good. Like I said earlier, I thought they moved it quickly, which they needed to do against a team that sits in. I thought they get in behind Livy numerous times. And Ange Postecoglou is right. The amount of times in that first half alone that the ball was flashed across the face and there was no takers, of course... They got the two goals from it as well, but he would want more. Yeah, it's not anticipation because we know what's going to happen. We work on it constantly, and like I said, we've had a lot of success. It, you know, as you know, people said last week, we scored 200 goals. A great number of them have come from players being in certain areas because of the way we play our football. And so it's not anticipation. It's just it's just human nature, I guess. After a while, people maybe you know think that there are other ways to score and looking for different ways. 
you just got to stay disciplined in, you know, in your approach. And um, yeah, I was just disappointed that we didn't take advantage of um, yeah, the opportunities we created. Those numbers should be greater if we had got on the end of things. The amount of time the ball got flashed across the six-yard box and we weren't there is is unacceptable. Uh, you know, that's we work on that constantly, and uh, players know they should be in that area. And uh, the fact that they are, it just just purely on numbers alone. It, it limits your opportunity to score goals. Yeah, I, th- I think he's having a little bit of uh, a go at his, his front man. I thought early doors, uh, Kyogo, to me, looked a bit off it. Um, he wasn't making the runs. You're thinking, they're tailor-made for a centre-forward. Um, I think their Celtic manager's correct. I thought some of the quality, especially from the right side, and Taylor and Jota working down the left-hand side, getting in behind the defence, because that was key last night, because Livingston really flooded from the, the width of the 18-yard box and tried to make it difficult for McGregor and O'Reilly to play these balls through. And it worked for Livingston. So Celtic decided to work down the, the flanks, and they whipped in some terrific balls. But... The one thing you'll be pleased with was um, Kyogo's goal. I thought it was a terrific ball, a terrific time in a run, and terrific finish. But as he said, he's got high standards. He wants more. Yeah, let's find out what Ross made of it from a Celtic fan's perspective. Ross, hi guys, how you doing? All right. Good, thank you. Good. Um, I was at the game last night, and I thought the Celtic team on this was the performance was was below par. Um, I thought we were. Definitely lucky to get away with a win. Um, I thought last night um, the, the, the goal that was chalked offside. It's one of the ones that goes straight. Isn't? I'm not really bothered about it. Um, but I think my, my, my main point tonight is about Jack Marcus. I think the balls in the box. I don't know why Kyogo doesn't just take a gamble on them and, and just try and get something on the end of them. Um, I just feel if if if, um, if Jack Marcus was playing last night then I think Celtic could have potentially scored more. But I just don't know what the guy needs to do to get a start. I don't know. He got eight, well, eight of the 90 minutes then, whatever was added mm. on, Mark, last night, Jackie Marcus. Surprised at that. But it seems to be a shift in the feeling from some Celtic fans at the minute regarding Kyogo and Jackie Marcus. A lot of the stuff I'm hearing is Jackie Marcus should be the man. It's in from the start. And Ross is kind of having a go at Kyogo. you got to remember... Kyogo scored last night mm-hmm. Kyogo scored the winner last night uh, As it turned out With one of those trademark runs and finishes But I am surprised at the lack of game time That Jakimakis uh, is getting um, I think Kyogo at home Certainly is a favoured option Because of how big the pitch is And how you know expansive Celtic make it And it's difficult for opposition teams I did I have maybe thought Jakimakis might play More of the away games and he's, he, he is brilliant at that that first time finish mm. in the box. That's that's what he thrives off of. It's an interesting debate. As you see, we're getting a lot of Jakimakis love on mm-hmm. here. Kyogo has 12 goals in 15 league games. Hard to argue with. <laughs> it's not bad, is it? Look, I, I, I watched him last night and I'm thinking, he's not contributing a lot. And then all of a sudden, he just gets that one quality ball in, comes alive, outfoxes out the defenders and... It's a it's a striker's finish. I call it a striker's finish, and you said it ju- just you that calls it that. Yeah, to come up with that I'm, the only, I'm oh. the only one. I've got that in copyright, so nobody nobody t- uh, challenge that. But his movement was terrific. But he's got to be doing that regularly. I think I think he'll go with the amount of balls and the quality that come through the flanks and through the middle as well. Because you've got O'Reilly, you've got McGregor, you've got Hatati there that can 
you know, thread that ball through, no problem whatsoever. As much as 12 out of 15, you're happy with that, Gordon? Mm-hmm. Of course you are. I think you could be getting more. And the amazing thing about football analysis in 2022, Mark Wilson, is you're pouring over players' Instagram, Instagram yeah, yeah, stories yeah, yeah. Uh, for clues and whether this means anything. Have you seen this today? Yes, you know where I'm heading. I've seen it. I so, don't know if Daz nah, would he's, he's still on Stone Bebo or something. Um, Jackie Marcus puts a picture up of him coming on last night and it's got the wee egg timer sort of emoji thing above mm. it. Mm. I've no, I don't know. I've no, I don't even have any thoughts on what that means. But I've seen people on Twitter sort of speculating about yeah. whether it means he, I don't know that he wants board I game mean, time. Maybe. He wants away. Or he just likes board games at Christmas. Coiling eggs. Egg on. <laughs> I mean, me looking at that. I, I, my takeaway from that is he's he's frustrated after the game. Um, okay. Lack what, of minutes. What about the egg timer? Is egg it? timer saying time, time is running out. Okay. Yeah, time is running out. He's sold out. Instagram was a bit mad. I would have had egg timers on every week. See what you see. Uh, no, do you not take that yeah, I, I think that's brilliant Yeah, of course If you're going to put that up You know as a player That people are going to notice that And they're going to make up They're, <laughs> make going, up. To add, they're going to add two and two together And come of up with course, 14 Of course it was frustration of saying This mm. is the time I got to come on the pitch I'd love to hear the conversation of clock Of Ange Postacoglu Yeah Pulls him and say See that Instagram post What was that about? Just to hear his explanation I've got f- I think we need to leave it there For everyone's sanity yeah. But thank you to Ross It takes us up nicely To this already What a quick hour that's been Beat the pundit With the Scottish Sun For the best football news And opinion online Thescottishsun.co.uk Slash football You know what tonight is Don't you? The Clyde Tunnel ghost Nathan Is he the Clyde Tunnel yet? Are we going to oh, get is a he I think is we're going to get Nathan on For the rematch <laughs> I bet he's hanging about The Clyde Tunnel Now he's heading Now the back story is Nathan and Paisley <laughs> Came on Beat the Pundit On Tuesday night When these two were in And then he disappeared Just mm. as the, the quiz started And we speculated Perhaps unfairly That his bottle had crashed And he'd gone uh, But then he phoned back in mm. So we're going to see If we can get him tonight See if we'll put him up Uh Put them on the plate But if you want to still phone in Just in case we can't get Nathan 01419511025 Lines close at 7 Hugh Keevan's first Christmas Was the first Christmas Season's greetings From Clyde One Super Scoreboard It's the two wise men Gordon DL and Mark Wilson Are here on a Thursday As always It's 01419511025 To join us on the phones It's been really serious tonight Hasn't it Even for mm. you It's been very It's been serious During the break wasn't it Serious <laughs> few, Very serious business uh, We're still to look ahead To Ross County Rangers tomorrow Motherwell Kilmarnock as well So this might be a good time To do that Rangers fans A lot to pick our way through From Michael Beale today He says he's going to make Five changes for tomorrow That in itself is just Interesting because it's different I, I don't remember too many managers Sitting the day before a game And a league game and outlining how many changes they'll make. So what do you think those changes will look like? He has been speaking about players playing through injury and illness, like Morelos and Tavernier and others. He was also asked about, would he sign a new goalkeeper in January? He said no to that. So I wonder how you feel about any of those topics and anything else that may be on your mind. 01419511025. If you get your calls in right now, then we'll get you on after this. Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, thescottishsun.co.uk slash football. Come on then, it's Beat the Pundit time. It's a special Beat the Pundit because it's a rematch with Nathan and Paisley. How's it going, Nathan? Hiya, guys. So what happened the other night, Nathan? Tell us us everything. 
So I work in fast lane And I was driving back from work And I went through a country road And it cut out uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was on a submarine Submarine signal's not great down there is it? <laughs> yeah. nah, We hide and seek Nathan Yeah we've good. heard no, all he's before back. He's back we've he's Are you any good point. Nathan? Yeah Aye, so some of the questions I'm alright, aye Do you know what, it's really annoying to you Because you were being so loud talking over him Do you know what he said there, I caught it and it was good He said, alright Chris Moyles (laughs) Did you Nathan? (laughs) Now you'll need to go back to that country lane and marry your lips It's Luke Carpenter now anyway isn't it I I am obsessed See if you were to go through my my internet browsing history And think (laughs) Why is he Google imaging Luke Carpenter so often It is remarkable how much you look like Luke Carpenter Is it Neighbours? It is Neighbours isn't it Outrageous how good it is Same kind of skin Exact same hair Shape and colour The sort of the chin, the sort of fa- honestly. What do you mean the chin? <laughs> the <laughs> first chin. <laughs> the chin. Are you honestly. talking about the chin or the chin? The big, the big hangy down chin. You and Luke Carpenter. Have you seen my face? Be serious. How much is he like Luke Carpenter? I'm not like Luke Carpenter. Don't even start. I'm, I'm obsessed with it, honestly. No. If all the other ones are, are gone for me, I don't care yeah. about your Chris Moyles or anyone else. Where did they work again in the cafe or something? good. What? By the way, no, it's even worse. Numpty he'd through there's waving at me, Did going, "Yeah, thumbs up like mm. I do look well." <laughs> look, that's not me. <laughs> that is absolutely <laughs> no chance. That's Lou. I want, your ego. I want to know right somewhere. In Silicon Valley There's a, a Google Tech Who's on saying Oh hold on What's happening in the west of Scotland There's a bizarre number of people Googling Luke Carpenter all at once <laughs> Why might this be Such terrible I, lookalike I, I beg to differ I'm, And I'm sure My loyal supporters out there will Right anyway up. Heads it's Mark Wilson Or heads it's Richard Gere And tails it's Luke Carpenter <laughs> What company I'm in tonight I know what I'd rather mm. Is it gear? Is it? Let's go Uh, You don't need to hide Nathan It's not me (laughs) Stay on the phone son Right Give give Mark some Clyde 2 in his ear Nathan 30 seconds Answer as many as you can And pass if you don't know Okay Yeah Let's go then Let's get stuck right in Which player recently joined Celtic From Ruben Kazan on loan? Uh, Pass Name any side in Scotland's Euro 2024 qualifying group Spain. Which Rangers players made the most sub appearances this season? Jack. Name either team Kenny Dalglish managed but never played for. Uh, How many Scottish players have made a first team appearance for Liverpool this season? Three. Which current League One side did Rangers beat in the 2008 Scottish Cup final? Okay, let's bring back Mark. Can you hear us? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Daz making a face that these are hard. These are difficult. He's usually saying they're easy. Ready? Yeah. Do you think they're tough? For him, yeah. Okay. 30 seconds starts now. Which player recently joined Celtic from Ruben Kazan on loan? Starfield. Name any side in Scotland's Euro 2024 qualifying group. Oh, Ukraine. Which Rangers player <laughs> has made? Which Rangers players made the most sub appearances this season? Oh, Sakala. Name either team Kenny Dalglish managed but never played for. Blackburn. How many Scottish players have made a first team appearance for Liverpool this season? Uh, two. Which current League One side did Rangers defeat in the 2008 Scottish Cup final? Dundee. 
Yeah, I'm one lead one. Would you say that Queen of South? Nathan, how do you think it went? Uh, I'm fasting a few that Can you imagine if Nathan? Nathan. Oh, hold on, if Nathan comes on here on a Tuesday. The line breaks up We publicly ridicule him Accuse him of his bottle crashing He's then got the you know what's To come back on on the Thursday And if he beats him You're never living this down I don't okay? think Nathan will beat him Is Carl Starfield on loan? No, Would he's, he say not. he's, on he's loan? not It's, it's, it's uh, not no. It's Oliver Abelgaard Oh is it? Is Nathan might have got, got, got it Nah, nah. He's Nathan. in the Tunnel When Name that was any, any side in Scotland's Euro 2024 qualifying group You had the choice of Norway, Georgia, Cyprus or Spain Which Nathan got <laughs> Spain. Well done Nathan Aye that's a good gen. Which Rangers player has made the most sub appearances this season? It's your man Arfield Scott Arfield yeah. 15 off the bench Has he? Well uh, Morelos 14 Did Nathan right get that? He, he did not So it's still 1-0 to Nathan <sighs> Name either it's team looking. Kenny Dalglish managed But never played for Newcastle Blackburn Or Blackburn Equaliser Wilson Oh yes Back in it Nathan didn't even get that <laughs> What did he say? <laughs> um, which current League 1 I'm going to come back to the last one oh, Which current no. League 1 side Did Rangers beat in the 2008 Scottish QS. Cup final? QOS It's your old team QOS QS, One of your favourites Dundee are of course not in League 1 yeah, yeah, Nathan yeah. said Falkirk Which Because they also Nathan. played Rangers in it, But it was Queen of the South ah, um, Which means it all comes Nathan. down to How many Scottish players Have made a first team appearance For Liverpool this season? Ramsey and Robertson Andy Robertson Calvin yeah, Ramsey yeah, yeah. Yeah. Ben Doak's got one And Nathan said three Nathan oh! and Paisley has won it Come on That's that Oh that's it Well done Nathan Two You know one, your stuff Nathan. You can hang up now That's it Cheers guys <laughs> That's it That's it That's it Nathan That is indeed it I'm There's no much stunned. more to add I'm stunned That he got three By the way Imagine you beat with him he knew his stuff He'd get two mate He was alright See the last one That was a guess I'll guarantee you Three Aye He just went A fair play It means Nathan's happy You know for Christmas That's what I'm all about Outstanding Spending, Spreading Christmas joy Outstanding well, You're certainly doing a lot of that Have you not lost the, the last I, I'm, I'm not on the best run hmm. You're not on the best no, run No 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 I lost a tiebreaker I think last week as well So I'll regroup It was you that you lost Step aside It was you that lost the Thursday yeah 17 day It was I was I started strongly This season And and fell away Maybe it's Christmas You know Maybe your mind's distracted You feeling good You feeling ready For for the big day Uh, I mean you'll be back on Saturday But you'll need to have everything done by then You alright I'm I'm all good Good. Yeah ready Ready to go you don't, you don't even have a tree, do you? We cover this every no. year. You've not broken with tradition this year, no? No. No tree. No tree. A- any. If I was to put my hazmat suit on and walk into your flat, <laughs> yeah. would I see any evidence whatsoever that it was Christmas? Like um, anything? If the TV's uh, off? If the TV's off? No. Uh, absolutely not. Not like not a, sing- not a single bauble card? No. Nothing. Well, no. Screw it. Well, screw it. We were chatting about Christmas dinner through the break. Honestly, he's, 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 he's gone. I can't afford his daughter's inflatable Santa in the car. I asked him, you know, what happens? Does your daughter cater for you or what do you take? <laughs> Nothing. Good one. Good one, Nothing. Mark. So we had a, a full discussion for five minutes about how you're. If someone's coming to yours mm-hmm. Or you're going to someone It's only right to take something A dessert Maybe the wine Maybe actually, a turkey 
Uh, you, I, don't, I, you don't invite somebody to your house for Christmas dinner and take the turkey. You you see when you see Scrooge, something. did Scrooge not take like a He's in a, a, bad, he's in a particularly bad mood today though, honestly. Uh, Have you right. heard of the big news about today? No. We rolled back the months, him and I. Oh. It was like the old days. We travelled together. Yeah. I thought he was coming Now, again. regular listeners to the show will know we used to do it a lot. I left the area, tried to move as far away from him as possible, but I'm mm. back. I was back in Motherwell today. I'll be back there tonight for my annual... Uh, Christmas night oh, out with school friends right. and so I travelled with him I thought why not you know a bit of <coughs> friendly company I wish I hadn't see all the way in honestly first of all he was telling me that while he was in bed the other night he got cramp in his groin <laughs> and I thought okay too much information let's move on what else should we not do <laughs> must be yeah, over he, he, he was describing it in great detail um, and then the most scandalous scandalous piece of road rage I've ever seen right you should see this for you so but I and I can paint the picture for people that know the area. We're just coming on to Dumbarton Road. You'll know it. We've come past Victoria Park. We're yeah. just going on. It's a notorious and it's mobbed. It's a notorious. We come off the little roundabout and everyone just merges in. It's no, no drama. Who cares? I know where you are. So yeah. I said to him, there was a, a, a driver next to us, and I said, "Let her in." And he lets her in, and she did. She didn't thank him. Right? <laughs> Hazards didn't go on. The hand didn't go up. Now from there to here is about three miles. Then along Dumbarton Road, see the full way. He's on the horn. He's gesturing, <laughs> he's flashing the lights, he's shit. 15 minutes later, because the traffic so took his ages, 15 minutes later, he's still banging I on about it. You don't I, let things go, do you? I, I just thought that was rude. So, if there is I, any, I out my way, anyone out there who is driving a silver Nissan Qashqai yeah. along the Qashqai Club, we apologise. Have you ever noticed when you're in his car how bad a driver he is? He's really erratic. Way over the speed limit, throws the car round <laughs> corners. <laughs> I, exactly, hey, I mean, you. right on the speed limit, <laughs> on the cliff. I've just seen blue lights pulling yeah. in the car. I'll, I'll tell you what, he's never had that phone. <laughs> I didn't mean that, sorry. Sitting in the you're, back. You're poor. You're poor. <laughs> Honestly, the poor, poor women, man. Just from you. I feel like the Christmas period's getting to you. Uh, I think, uh, mate, calm down. I mean, you, 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 you went, let the driver in. But what was right? the big deal? Who cares? Uh, because it's Christmas, see, that's me. I'm double hazard for about a maybe, even, maybe even a triple just to. I, I, I'm point. a double, I'm a double okay. just to say the person I appreciate you, fellow road hogger, User. whatever you are. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate you, but not a dicky bird, nothing, not even a hand out the window, not even a wee thumbs up. Hot at the phone good to see he's over it. Hot the phone, I know you, you don't let things go. That's ridiculous. <laughs> Absolutely ridiculous And I hope you are listening and Because you, you're not Be proud of yourself I hope you bring your kids up With better manners Right Let's get a bit personal now Let's Let's rewind Right Let's just Let's turn it back into the What I thought was a joke um, <laughs> At the start of all this Poor person's kids are No I'm only kidding You can't be shaming people It's Christmas, on the eve Christmas Eve And how are you after it We We made a big deal on the show on Tuesday We had our Top golf. We had our mini Christmas night out, the three of us, on Tuesday after the show. It was great, eh? You alright? We tripped to Top Golf. I, mean, I, I was, was a bit worried about you because you're scared of heights. Oh, uh, yeah. So when we were on the, the third floor of the, the driving range, <laughs> I was worried about <laughs> it. I seen them telling, was it calm? You were telling an Andrew to step back. Oh, oh the yellow line. What a night, what a place. Uh, well, it's fantastic. Uh, uh, do you know a lot of people seen the Instagram and they've been asking me, is it what oh, terrific food? Very, very good indeed. Great food. Um, great company. Uh, and a fantastic. There's a few night. people being a bit unkind about us, weren't there? About our appearance and stuff. And... Oh, oh, yeah. Were they? 
What, on Instagram? Mm, I think so. Oh. Well, I put it on Twitter as well, which is just... Oh, well, I don't read Twitter. Lots of Luke Carpenter references. No, there was absolutely <laughs> nothing. Big <laughs> Ernie Els, maybe. What was even swing. worse? He said he's going to block me for Instagram because I posted that he looked rough in his Instagram post yesterday at Turnberry. He's very, he isn't telling you he's having a very sensitive... in photos. He's having a very sensitive run-up to but Christmas. But he's playing golf with me on Sunday. Here we go. He's trying to get, he's seriously trying to get me to play golf with him on Christmas, Christmas morning. Day. See if MD's out there is playing golf and needs somebody to make up a four ball. Hold Please. on, I want to get, I am desperate to get back to the phone calls. You seriously are playing golf on Christmas Day. I want to play golf Christmas you, morning. You yeah. want him to go with you? Yeah, because <laughs> you think about what you do all morning. You just hang about waiting for a turkey well, to come out. And you did that. I have to cook the turkey and like speak to his family and Aye. so on. Yeah, they don't come round to two o'clock. We're on the we're on the tee nine o'clock. Boom, twelve o'clock. He's back got up such a road. weird life. You'll feel good about yourself, and I bet you there's a million people out there mm. would verify they do the exact same. So, MD looking for a four ball within the radius of maybe. Well, he's I don't not. Like he's not doing it. I'm not doing it. So I know, but stop trying, asking. But I'm trying to get a game myself. I'll turn up <laughs> at MD's course. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to see me suggest that when I go home tonight. I might try it just okay. for fun, just to see the reaction. Listen, seeing Christmas morning, I'm just going to go and hey, play golf. Is that is that all right? I, I think a lot of people would like you out the house mm. just so they can go on about mm. their business. It used to happen to me, unfortunately. They used to lock the door and I could never get back in. But that was a different story. I was going to say it's yeah. almost like deliberately burning through marriages was all just a ploy to be able to play <laughs> golf for Christmas Day. Uh, but anyway, oh one four one nine five one one zero two five Reese. Is a Rangers fan on the line? Uh, we thinking about Petodre the other night, and then looking ahead to Ross County. What would you like to see from the Rangers team? Like to see those many goals going in the back of the net. You know, that's what I was, I was suggestion. You get three three weeks there. Are just enjoying the beautiful game. You know, you've not got a horse in the race. You're quite neutral. Nothing bothers you, and then you're back to this madness. It's all, but the dazzle are almost on us. It's like. Your girlfriend saying she wants to take a break for you. You don't really want to take a break, but then you get the break and you love the break, and she wants you back. And you <laughs> <laughs> I was terrified of where that was going. Yeah, and then I didn't realise we had Ross and Rachel uh, on the phone. Um, <laughs> hold on, you're trying to tell me, come on, Reese. Even though Rangers are putting you through the ringer, it must be good to have it back, no? Oh, it's honestly, I, I went back into it reluctantly. I honestly remember in four days when I landed up, I thought, oh, here we go again, man. And it, I mean, it was good to get the win again, good to get the win up at Aberdeen. And I'll be honest with you, I honestly can't think of a Rangers victory in my time. Like, my, my full childhood, Martin O'Neill's team's done that, you know, Sir Alex Ferguson's team's done that. Rangers have never really been one for coming back in the last minute, going last minute winners or anything like that. That shocked me, to be honest with you, it shocked me to the core. I mean, I take the three points and we move on with it. I was going to say to, to Gordon DL, uh, aka Big Scrooge McDuck there, what about Scott Arfield? What about Scott Arfield? My friend calls him the Canadian Giroud. He's just that guy that gets the goals, isn't he? And he's the substitute that gets the goals. Reece, I've, I've I mean, he's literally never been called the Canadian Giroud, but... Uh, you love him, so you're, yeah. I'm sure. You, in fact, you probably put Reese up to this call. No, not at all. But I, I, I can't speak highly enough of Arfield. I think he just, he's a terrific professional. Um, I think he brings something different. And if you're a manager and you're looking for somebody to go on and change a game, get your goal. He's, he's just that kind of player. And it showed the other night there, Gordon. I think he's timing in the runs. He takes chances. He follows everything up. He's a good, good finisher. Yeah, he's he's at the other end of his career, and he's had a terrific career, the boy. But he certainly just looks to me like he's a he's a team player. 
You know, he's a he's a very, very good team player. Great boy. He, you know, his attitude when he comes off the bench. He doesn't get a lot of starts now, but his attitude when he comes off the bench. And he always believes he's going to go on the end of something. I just think he's a he's been a terrific signing for Rangers. And I was glad that they gave him, you know, the extensions contract. And don't know what will happen next year, because obviously everything ends in football. You get to a certain stage in your career, you have to move on or whatever you may want to do. But I think the Rangers fans should appreciate this guy. I think he's terrific. I have to agree when you look at his the numbers of, of goals and assists that he's got over the years, still doing it and he's older age, um and popping up with moments like the other night, I mean how different a spin does that put on your season? You know, there were moments away from you know, just draw a line under things, but Arfield popping up at the right place at the right time has has kept the season ticking along. So it was, it's been proven right to give him another year. Daz is right. What happens next year? If his starts are becoming fewer and fewer, would you still keep him about the place? I think Maybe only... Because bearing in mind, we've just read the stat on a Beat the Pundit, he's made more sub-appearances off the bench than any other Rangers yeah. player. Um, only Cholak and I think Tavernier... I've got more goals this season yeah. than Scott Arfield does. And so, when on that, I think it's eight for Tavernier, seven for, for Scott he's, Arfield. He's now on in the tag of being a terrific sub. And I think Scott Arfield really... Okay, can that become... when Because when, you get these debates with lots of players. If you come on and do that mm. the other night, do you do you deserve a start then on, on well, Friday? Of, of course you're looking for the start. But I think Scott Arfield's won. I think he's happy to be at Rangers. Um, I think he's accepted that he will play that part of coming off the bench and occasionally getting a start and that's where I think you're talking about being a professional he, he accepts that at his time his career and I just think he's got honestly I know that people laugh and joke and sometimes get a bit of criticism again I think for a manager I'm talking about a manager you're standing there and you're looking at your bench and you're thinking I need somebody to get me a goal I need somebody to get me out of a hole here Arfield is absolutely brilliant at it and I don't want to just say he's a sub because he's got more to his game but because of the way Rangers are going under a new manager I think he'll be used more as a sub but mm. a terrific sub Thank you Reese. it was a, a memorable call for many reasons that was Reese in Aero 141951025 uh, What else is out there then? Rangers fans, what are you thinking? Michael Beale putting his cards on the table today says he'll make five changes tomorrow what will those changes be? Who deserves a chance? Are you concerned because of the performance at Pitodri? Does that does that worry you going to Ross County? Is there, is there a potential to drop points there? Or does the feel-good factor maybe carry you through uh, tomorrow evening up there in Dingwall? He was also asked today, would he think about signing a new goalkeeper uh, in January? He said no to that. So whatever you think on any of those topics or more, 01419511025, and we'll get you on next. <laughs> Super scoreboard. Gordon DL, Mark Wilson, both here, both waiting for your call. We're still very much on the go until 8 o'clock, 01419511025. I was looking for you Rangers fans to get involved because we're about to hear from Michael Beale. He's been speaking today about making five changes tomorrow. Is that necessary? What do you think those changes will look like? Are you concerned at all about the trip to Dingwall because of the performance at Pataudry? 
Or do you maybe ride the wave of that feel good last minute winner factor and and be a bit more confident? Please do let us know. We'll preview Motherwell Kilmarnock as well. Uh, so 01419511025. Get in touch. Give us a shout on the teaser. Jerry mm. in Erskine. Yep. Wants to know. Can you name nine ex old firm players who are currently managing in England? So there are four. Uh, sorry, there are nine ex-old firm players currently managing in England. Joey Barton. Joey Barton. Oh, aye. Right. Yeah. Scott Brown. Who does he manage? He manages Bristol Rovers. He does. Well done. Scott <laughs> Brown. Scott Brown. Uh, Where is he? He's at Fleetwood. Fleetwood. Rusty, yep. Oh, do we need to give you teams as well? Nah, just seeing how clever you are. I don't think that. David Moyes. Yeah. Oh, uh, Fordingham, the lad at Huddersfield. Yes, Mark Fotheringham from Huddersfield. Well done. I thought that was one of the hard ones that it's you wouldn't get. No, well right done. Right, let's leave it there because you're four down already. So we'll see if you can get the other five before the end. And what Jerry did with that question, he emailed it to fulltime at clyde1.com. That's fulltime at clyde1.com. So send me an email and I'll try and get your questions used. Let's hear from Michael Beale as promised. He was speaking today. Uh, he uh, has very much... Fairly open with lots of his answers Tells you um, quite a lot of different things Covers a lot of topics He says that several players have been forced to play through The pain barrier because of recent injury issues And he's confirmed they'll make five changes For tomorrow's trip to Dingwall Yeah, I don't want to use anything as excuses But obviously in the last week Tav's been off twice He did travel on his own He was a big, big doubt for the game And probably in his performance You saw parts of that he seems fine now. Obviously, Connor's first game with Ben. Ben's coming back, but he's had some issues coming back. So that's why, you know, Connor's been clean in his, his rehab. That's why he was able to play. Glenn Kamara probably should have had an operation in the last couple of months, but has played through it. So there's lots of little things. Alfredo, what you won't know is he had to come in from training the day before the game as well and played probably when he shouldn't have done. But that's, I want to take all the excuses aside. They're paid really well, these boys, and they play for a really big football club. And they're living their dream. So if they're fit, they go out there and play. If we didn't, if we let everyone that had a niggle or a little bit of a sore throat or a runny nose not play, we'd struggle to put out an eleven at the moment. So that's the situation we're in. That's why I, I would never question the mentality of the group, especially in the, getting the two results, because some people have played when maybe if everyone's available, they wouldn't have. He's spot on there with his description of things. That happens within squads. You know, footballers aren't robots to catch the same illnesses as everybody else does at this time of year, but they do have to just sometimes roll up their sleeves and deal with it. What I would say it's slightly easier for Rangers than it would be for, say, a Dundee United or a Kilmarnock because Michael Beals just said, I'm going to make five changes. So that's a, that's a luxury <coughs> that's afforded to him that the five players coming in will be of similar quality to the ones that are going out. Um, and it is a busy schedule. You know, people have been off for five weeks. The majority of players have been off for five weeks. Yes, they've had a wee holiday. Yes, they've done a mini pre-season. But when you're asked to play three or four games in the space of, what, ten days, it's only right to rotate the squad. The interesting thing will be, who has the five that's yeah. coming in? Like I said, Gordon, this... I'm not pretending this is revolutionary It's just I'm, I'm sad I don't have much going on in my life My life revolves around Managerial press conferences And interviews And getting them on this show So just purely on the basis That we don't hear it very often I was interested in the fact That Michael Beale was just so clear About naming how many changes He would make the following day uh, Because just 
like I say, simply we don't we don't hear that very often. So he's just outlining um, what's what's going to take place and and perhaps explaining the reasons why. Do you know? I I think he's he's looked at the fact that under Van Bronckhorst, Rangers supporters used to complain a lot about no information whatsoever, and I think he's sort of a he's changed that. Whether people think that's right or wrong, it's up to them. But he feels that's the best way to go. Is that something you've really been noticing? Because he seems to be doing it with injuries as well. Mm-hmm. You know, people used to complain. We're just told that they're a few weeks away or whatever. Whereas yeah. now it seems to be quite a detailed. So you think that is a <clears throat> that's a deliberately a deliberate acknowledgement of what the Rangers fans were looking for? Yeah, hundred percent. And I think the Rangers fans appreciate it. Um, now he doesn't need to come out because a lot of managers just keep everything in house. Um, if you're Malky Mackay and you're Ross County, you're certainly not sitting rubbing your hands tonight, thinking, "Yeah, well, okay, the Rangers want to come out. He's got to make five changes." Matt quite rightly said, "There'll be five quality players that comes in." If you look at his bench and the squad that he's got, he's got a luxury of players there. So it's not like a provincial club where you know the mother will come on up tomorrow night. And you're thinking, "Well, mother has got to make five changes." We're thinking, "Oh, who's going to play? Who's going to step up to the plate here?" Rangers have got a quality uh, squad and um, I just think that Michael Beal is making sure the Rangers fans know as much as they possibly can. He feels that's the right road to go down and I think the Rangers fans appreciate that information. Andy's a Rangers fan. What are you thinking about tomorrow, Andy? Hi, how you doing, guys? All right. I just I said to Peter Michael there, I was saying that I heard before he said the five changes. I, th- I think it has a lot to do with the bug and the injury, you know what I mean? But I'm not too worried about who who's going who's going to because we don't know who's who's leaving out. But I was saying to him about I was good to read about uh, Scott Arfield today talking about Mark Tillman because I think Rangers I think that boy's got so much potential, but he's still got a lot to learn. You know what I mean? When when he dribble, when he just pass the ball, he started dribbling deep in his own half, and when he pass the ball, you know what I mean? And I think he'll he he will learn off Scott Arfield. I really I really think Rangers need to sign him. Tillman. I've said since he arrived here that you could see the quality right away. But it was that it was that period in maybe September, October, where after just, the Celtic game, wasn't after it? the Celtic game, where he was he was from my point of view played probably out of position and the game swallowed him up and then he kind of went off the boil. We've seen him now and then. He seems to have reinvented himself again just at the the goal the other night, the the end of the game, how patient he was to work. A yard, it just showed his quality. So I don't think there's any any doubt that Rangers would want to sign him come the end of the season. It's probably how much. I think the difference in him. How much it cost? I think the difference in him is um, he's enjoying the position he's playing. A little change, a little tweak in the formation, a little tweak in the tactics. He's he's enjoying that. Um, under Van Bronckhorst at Keys, you would see him playing that. That left side, the left wing type coming in the back post, and he was successful with his uh, few headers gone. But I think he's better in that position that Michael Beale's now playing him. Um, Andy, are you worried in any way about tomorrow because of the performance at Petodre? Because we had so many people on last night talking about, well, in fact, that they could barely even speak about the joy of winning the game because they were so annoyed at parts of the performance. No, not well. I well, I mean, four months ago, I'm going with twelve points behind, and four months later, we're going with only six. So, I was happy, but we're just doing too much now and stops and starts, and we're not giving you know this ninety minutes, you know, that we can play. 
uh, which hopefully Michael Beale will get that sorted out shortly. Because, I mean, he, you look at even him after we won that game, he, you know, he wasn't really smiling too much. You know, he was going to be won, but we can do one hunt. And why we get Liddy, Liddy, I was going to ask you boys, why we get Liddy, Liam Balligan, I'll never know. To me, that's a mystery, because we could be doing him. Well, I agree again at the start of the season. I I brought that up. I said I don't know why you would let him go. Well, is it not on the assumption like well, you at, had at the time you're Hollander, thinking yeah, Golson, no Davis, if Suter, if Suter and Davis in particular had stayed fit, then mm. no one would be mentioning. No, Balogun. I'm I, not I sure. I, I think the Rangers fans. I think the I Rangers fans in terms of a numbers fit, game though, but found him to be a quality player and he played in the big games. Anyway, I, I was surprised at that, but. Andy's talking about, you know, Beal not being too happy. I suppose he's right in that respect because he seems like a guy that does stride for perfection. Now, he said a wee bit of time to work with his squad and there are plus points here. Plus points are they've scored six goals in, in a couple of games, but the downside, obviously, they've lost two against Aberdeen, two against Hibs. Um, having to come behind is never good. You can't keep relying on your front men to dig you out the holes. So there are tweaks that need to be done. I just wonder if they'll be done in time for tomorrow night. Will Ross County pose as much a threat as Aberdeen and Hibs? Would you be concerned if you were Michael Beale about tomorrow night? Would, would that be one no. that filled you with a... No, I would go there full of confidence. Uh, I think that where he would take a lot of heart is the fact that the fighting spirit at Pataudry. Because I think that everyone thought that Aberdeen had that the three points in the locker. There's no doubt. And uh, he made the substitutions. He's got to take a bit of credit for that. He swapped things about. So he'll be happy with the fighting performance. Look, Dingwall, Ross County, it's not the worst place in the world to go. The pitch is a good pitch, good surroundings. I think even with the five changes, they'll have to play their potential. The five changes sounds dramatic, doesn't it? But if you look, even looked at the bench the other night, Lundstrom and Davis... And Arfield all came on, so if mm. those three start, you're not really you're not batting much of an eyelid there. And I don't know whether they're joined by a I don't know, Rabbi Matondo instead of Fashion Sakala. It might not change no. that much. And it's not like again, if we're talking about performance level, it's not like you're gonna be upsetting a team that's at its fluid best anyway, because they haven't been. And I and I think making five changes just puts a little doubt into the, the other ones that think they're starting week in week out under Bill and I know he's only played two games but it gives them that little doubt of um, it's just right, week in at the moment uh, well that's what it is it's only a week get to week yeah. see, see just a small game point in, game out. because Rangers have shipped four goals in a couple of games where is Barisic just now well he's why would, some, why would he not be back he's playing? somewhere um, he played one game in the World Cup you're seeing pictures and Bappe you know, arriving back at PSG. Surely if you're Barisic, you are desperate yeah. to get back and play games. If you're Beal, you want your first choice left back back he, just now. I bet Devine doesn't want him back. He said, yeah, and is that is that a worry if Devine's playing well anyway? Uh, I would say if Barisic walked in, he'd go back yeah. straight in the team. And Michael Beal said today there was a, there's been a lot of hard work in training and emotion for Barisic with the national team. He'll be back here on Boxing Day and available to play if selected. See, even he's working in boxing. <laughs> well, like I, I find that strange. Uh, if you're Barisic and you've played every game, and yes, you're tired and emotionally drained, if you've sat on the bench for most of that World Cup, okay, have a couple of days off, but you're right back, especially when Rangers face Hibs, Aberdeen, and Ross County away in the first three games back. You're going back playing. It's a tough one, I suppose, Gordon, because every player 
is is different. You know that everyone's got different different needs, different schedules, different physical, mental states. It's tough to compare too much, but you can understand where Mark and some other uh, fans would be coming from because there are players who were at the World Cup who are back and playing mm-hmm. already. Guys that played more than Barisic. I looked at Man United last night. Did I see? Um, well, Marcus Rashford played. Yeah. Bruno Fernandez, Casemiro mm-hmm. played. Who was the other one? Uh, Christian Eriksen. And now, granted, Croatia went deeper than some of those teams that went out in the groups, so that's a bit different. Um, yeah, like I say, that that's that's where he would he would have a couple of days on on them at a minimum. Yeah. I'm not surprised yet. It's not like he's been overused in the World Cup. Um, and if I was Barisic, I'd be looking at the situation closely and thinking, I've opened the door here, young Devine's come in, taking his chance, and, and I'll bet you a lot of Rangers supporters are out there thinking, yeah, okay, Barisic, take your time, come back in Boxing Day, because Devine's playing very well at the in the left-back position. So, uh, for a selfish point of view, if I'm Barisic, I'm back in training, mm-hmm. I'm back saying to the manager, I want to play, and I want to play as quick as I possibly can. Thanks, Andy. Nice to speak to you. Let's finish off uh, this part by looking at your teaser this evening. We've oh, been asking you to get your thinking caps on and see if you can come up with nine ex-old firm players currently managing in England. So you've got Joey Barton, Scott Brown, Mark Fotheringham, which is yeah, a good many, one, many more at do you Huddersfield, want? and David Moyes. Give me one more each. I'll, I'll t- uh, Tony Mowbray at Sunderland. Well done, Mark. Gary Caldwell. At... Plymouth? He's not Plymouth, he's... Exeter. <laughs> well done. We'll get the rest of the answers next. Into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard with your Thursday duo, Mark Wilson and Gordon DL. Paul Patterson on Twitter got your number, by the way. He's done you here. That's he Mark Wilson and Clyde SSB yes. hated Christmas and wanted time off, then says Barrisett should be back and at it over the Christmas <laughs> period. Have a yeah. word. Yeah. I, listen, my, my feelings about the Christmas period is I never played in a World Cup. You know, I, I wasn't the only know. left back. I know Devine's come in, but. You're getting a tough time on Twitter right now um, because Ryan why, Shields. Why, why? Gordon, ask Marky Boy if he enjoyed his night in the. I'll leave the pub name out just so people don't follow you uh, on Saturday. Never seen a man stand more awkwardly at the side of a dance floor <laughs> all night. Also, yeah, conveniently positioned outside the bogs, he says. That's true. That's true. Yeah, I was at a, a night out that wasn't a particularly my scene with a good lady. Yeah, it was a. A reunion Wasn't tickling your fancy No, just... no what a, what a heavy music And I just stood there And uh, I was Dreadful you know, go and get the, the hips going I did see it at the end of the night When I did As I'm as surprised as anyone to. I never thought I loosened I, up a bit I never thought you were the type of guy That went to the cat house But anyway That was <laughs> <just certainly laughs> Interesting Nothing wrong with that uh, But it's not my scene not, not a good night No, not a success <laughs> ah, it was not, Listen, it was a, a reunion From the 90s I was only a whippersnapper back then So Like it was a nightclub in the 90s that was big in Glasgow. Are you honestly telling us well, that you don't found a younger remember the 90s? <laughs> <laughs> She'll be listening. I can She'll all apologise to her lovely Leanne. Anyway, um, <laughs> 01419511025. If you want to get in touch, you can do that. I'll tell you what, it's just as when I was looking at Twitter, my favourite uh, Twitter episode of today, undeniably... Because of the unexpected nature Was Olivier Giroud versus Jason Cummings Did you see this? <laughs> Amazing So when I first wake up I see 
Some articles about Jason Cummings has revealed that he asked Olivier Giroud's for asked for Olivier Giroud's shirt after the match against France, uh, but the Frenchman replied that he didn't speak English, and lots of people are laughing about this and, and thinking it's funny and. Um, and Giroud's been at it And then not too long later Olivier Giroud has obviously seen it He's not happy with the false accusation <laughs> So he has a wee dig He puts up a picture of Jackson Irvin's Australia shirt To prove that he obviously did swap shirts uh, And he's written Hi Jackson Irvin, how's my English mate? <laughs> and some laughing faces and various I love emojis that. Olivier Giroud Bodying Jason Cummings <laughs> on Twitter <laughs> It just shows you Twitter gets the even the biggest players in the world comments filter their way through. That's great for him. I think that's good humour for Giroud. I'm, I am, but I liked it. I must admit. Yeah, well, I'm and not. And then lot, I'm lots not. of people have then. I, I put that on Twitter earlier, and lots of people have replied along the likes of, "Yeah, but speaking English doesn't necessarily mean you would understand Jason Cummings," which is an entirely different <laughs> point that I won't be drawn on. I will yeah. make absolutely no judgment on that um, on behalf of the people that, that tweeted it in. But uh, yeah, that's an unexpected that's an unexpected duo to pop See, up in the same sentence. That's the things I'm missing out on Twitter. I may just have you're to join. on there somewhere. No, you not. skulk around in the shadows. I, I think a what? different name. I agree. I, I, I'm I'm not that person. Do you skulk around Do you on think there. Hundred percent. So? Yes. Oh, so I'm really watching all you guys. What you're up to? I I've believed this for a long time. Do you think I'm yeah. on Twitter? Yeah. Because once or twice you've slipped up. To me in the past, and you've referenced something that I've put on Twitter and that I haven't put on Instagram. Oh, that so sounds you, like you wouldn't be able to see it. Any. No, <laughs> that sounds like that. No, do you know what I can do? I can go into a Google search and put Celtic Rangers Motherwell, put Twitter in, press on it. Nobody most, does that. That's the most backward way I get on Twitter. Nobody does ever. that. That's, that's the way I operate You Google Celtic Twitter, Twitter And then just see what comes yeah. up <laughs> And then just Rangers or Motherwell or I'm astonished because That's how I, I would go on producer Twitter Producer Michael's just buzzed in my ear and says He does it as well He's in his early 20s hey, this well, guy We acting Michael. like him Exactly <laughs> Katie Price Twitter It's a way forward But do you know what Your nonsense sometimes Does pay off in the show We have had genuine Phone calls in Yeah Offering you a, a game of golf On Christmas Day Well, well keep me coming Because if Cause there if are it's, other people Out there who buy into Your, your schedule If it's nearby And they need someone And it's a decent course And obviously That's a big for thing nothing. That's <laughs> a big thing The two big things uh, At the end there a decent course And he doesn't need to pay yeah. And you always If you invite somebody to your course You get them a wee marker Or a glove Or a colour Just in it's case It's Christmas as well So you probably get both Wouldn't you You probably get both It's Christmas Well I would Maybe I even would a sleeve of so. balls Thrown in Yeah if it's not too far measure. to go I'll go Oh very nice 100%. of you 100% strange How is that strange Yeah I like to mix with the public You don't You, you hate don't, the public You hate the public I know but in the golf course I'm okay I would like to I'd like to make that four ball up Just make sure it's nice golf course Anyway right okay Enough about planning your, your schedule uh, Let's Miss Mormon Let's hear a bit from Stevie Hamill Because you've lied about going along there tomorrow For the game between Motherwell and Kilmarnock Here's what he had to say It's been quite an eventful week We're still restricted to what parts of the stadium we can and can't use So you have not seen anything kind of like that last week With the conditions But yeah we've made the most of it And we've put another good week's work in the safety guy was like, it was like as if he was on a sinking ship. Some of these videos that were coming out with him, um, it was. I've never seen anything like it. To be fair, it's, it's as I said, we've been very restricted to what we can do in and about the stadium. But the, the amount of work that the guys have put in this week's been 
it's been incredible. So, yeah, full credit to them for, for getting there. Barring something disastrous and indeed unexpected overnight, that game goes ahead. Done well. Some of the conditions that. inside the stadium yeah. looks. I thought that would have taken a lot longer than it has done to, to fix because some of the videos were incredible. And uh, yeah, well done, Motherwell, because Daz said earlier they'll be desperate to actually get back into action. How big Again. a game is this, Gordon? When you look at that league table, mm. you look at a Motherwell team that's won one out of the last eight games. They've picked up four points out of the last eight games. At the moment, they only sit two points ahead of Kilmarnock. Mm. Who come to for Park tomorrow And then of course The next fixture after that Is a trip to Ibrox On the 28th of mm. December How big a game is this For your massive, hometown team? Massive Because if Kilmarnock won And you would expect Ross County to beat Rangers At Dingwall It would put them second bottom um, No I'm only kidding on Rangers I, I just think it's massive In the fact that If Kilmarnock leapfrog them Gordon They're down the, the, the pecking order again They've not had good form uh, brought in a new centre back from Sligo. Um, hopefully, the break will have done them the world of good. It'll be a difficult game because Kilmarnock they've had a, they've already had a game. Uh, they're scrapping for points as well. Experienced manager there, good coaching staff. So it's at home. That's a big plus for us. It's at home. Got to get the three points. Take a bit of pressure off because you don't want to keep slipping down the table. And you rightly say you've got a visit to Ibrox as well. Uh, yeah, we're looking forward to that one. Two fixtures tomorrow, uh, then four on Christmas Eve with staggered kickoff times. Uh, it's taken a bit of getting used to this festive schedule, but we'll get there and hopefully plenty of drama throughout for everyone to feast on before the big day. Let's round off this teaser then. Thanks to Jerry and Erskine for sending it. We're looking for nine managers currently in England who have previously played for either of the old firm. You've got Joey Barton, you've got Scott Brown, Mark Fotheringham, very good shout, now at Huddersfield with Kenny Miller, uh, Davey Moyes, a bit easier, Tony Mowbray, and Gary Caldwell. We'll so what does that mean? Th- th- three three goals. Arteta, Arsenal. Easy one, well done. Turi at Wigan. Oh, I'm impressed, because it's that's recent, shout. isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I watched the game the other night. That's, uh, ah, did you? The, um, Sheffield United beat him at home. Great. It was his first home game. Okay. He's not doing very well. I better get back with Brendan quick. Um, we're one to get. One to get, okay. And I hope that Mark helps me out. No, I'm stuck. Can I'm we stuck. have a clue? Celtic or Rangers? We we're going to go Clint Hill, but we don't know if he's a manager. No. For a number of reasons, that's not a terrible answer. Mike McCarthy. I mean, what what on earth makes you think Clint Hill and Mick McCarthy are centre both half. played centre half? Right, but. <laughs> Gareth McCauley. No, so you're now. On the right lines Mark Irish. gets it No no Rangers <laughs> Centre back Same era I can't believe you went Clint Hill to Mick McCarthy there When and I said that it was Irish. I just went centre halves For both teams uh, 30 years apart and Anyway Right so On that A former Rangers Centre half Senderos No No, no but Now here's the Here's maybe a sneaky cryptic one Although He's managing a team that plays in the English League. Oh, oh, they're from Wales. Yeah, no, yeah. Who play? Who's the manager of Wales uh, team? <laughs> teams? Wrexham. Re- uh, no, um, Swansea. 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 Who's the manager of Swansea? Oh. The big centre half that played with Rangers. Correct. Scotland international as well. Scotland. Oh, inter- oh the big man. Uh, <laughs> Stop mentioning the no, size. No, the big good-looking lad. Yeah, he's all right, I, I suppose. I, 
Thank you. We're back tomorrow with Hugh Evans and Simon Donnelly and Callum Gallagher is up next. Speak to you then. <laughs>